0: Everybody, it's Back in Tunes. I'm your host, Michael. Jacob's on the other side.
1: Hello, everybody out there. Excelsior.
0: So, uh, he said that because this episode is one that we actually promised a couple months ago. I just get distracted easily. What? Shiny object? To to, gotta go. Um, it is about Marvel Productions. And we teased this when we talked about the frizzling, uh, so I can't talk, the Patty Freeling Productions, which sold to Marvel in the late 70s. And tried to grab some of the cartoons that we hadn't already discussed, and I was like, there's some obscure things in here. Let's make this that one episode, because, yes, they did Muppet Babies, but there's a whole episode we can do later about just Jim Henson creations. Yeah, uh, yeah. Defenders of the Earth, which I think would be good pairing with other cliffhanger, you know, the Flash Gordon cartoon. I uh, uh, feel like there's a couple of those, like Tarzan and so stuff like that. Um
1: but uh, yes, and there was RoboCop, which we already discussed. Yeah,
0: so a lot of these we discussed already, and some of them are just I'm never going to discuss Little Wizards, which I couldn't even fucking find besides like a random German clip. Um Look cute, uh, Jim the Holograms. I'm saving the one I discuss uh, with my sister. So some of the stuff we're just never going to touch. But what I wanted to go uh, into is some of the productions that are completely forgotten, and I think the only one that people might know is in Humanoids, which was a short-lived production. Uh, but other than that. Uh, all of these are one-season wonders. Uh, for whatever reason, they're completely forgotten. They're tossed away. They, as far as I know, none of them are on DVD. Um, but I want to start off with the one that I was obsessed with finding for years. Uh, there was, at least in my head, I remember Wolf Rock TV, which we discussed before, is going to be a cartoon that apparently is never going to be released and, in fact, has never been found. There's only a short, like, 10-second clip of Wolf Rock TV from a, a, a promo. Yeah, so the reason it won't be released is because it was when MTV was red hot, and CBS thought, hey, instead of a live host, let's do an animated host. So they got Wolfman Jack to come on, and he would be in his van on the road doing adventures, and those are just interstitials with music videos. And they're not going to be able to get the rights to the music videos, so it just seems pointless. Plus, no one apparently has any copies, So it was a a half-hour cartoon with, like, five music videos and and five minutes of animation. So that's the one I can't find. But it was always paired with uh, meatballs and spaghetti, um, which is another one I was looking for. I found one episode. One kind soul found an episode that wasn't in German. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Thank you.
0: And uh, posted online. So it's not much to go on. But, Jacob, what did you think of meatballs and spaghetti?
1: I definitely think it was kind of fun, like bumbly slapstick, you know, classic animated kind of a cartoon. You know, you've had Meatball, who <laughs> definitely like kind of like a younger version of Mr. Magoo, or who knows, it could have been his grandson for all we know. Uh, you know, you know, getting upset over like a magic rug, and then of course the Pakistani police are the ones I, after to retrieve it, and then he gets end up getting reimbursed at the end of the episode. <laughs> so I thought it was like you know. Pretty well thought out, pretty fun. Uh, again, classic kind of vintage uh, feature.
0: I thought the animation was a little livelier, a little bit different. I love the opening theme song. Uh, the joke is that it's uh, a short, pudgy guy with uh, uh, like meat. Well, it's like kind of like meatloaf. Um, he's the meatball, and Spaghetti is his very tall, skinny, uh, blonde-haired wife. So he looks like yeah. a meatball. She looks like Spaghetti. They go on tour and they have animals that help them for some reason, and like they play, <laughs> they play in the band. Uh, oh no, well I guess it's just a dog. <laughs> um, but they go on adventures, and uh, I'm assuming it's the same thing every episode. I can't remember; it's been so long since I saw the show. And I feel like yeah, after, you have a friend friend. I think weird thing yeah. is after Wolf Rock TV got canceled, I think it was paired in reruns for another season with uh, another wolf show, Teen Wolf. Oh,
1: yeah, that's right. They did an animated series of that, didn't they?
0: Yeah, it was all on CBS. This says it was part of Starcade, and I could have swore Starcade was on ABC. You know, that's the one with all the video game characters, like Pitfall and Donkey Kong and q and stuff like that. Yes,
1: the classics.
0: I hate, though, laugh tracks. I don't understand this weird trend that started, I think, with Scooby-Doo. Maybe Flintstones, where they added a laugh track to
1: animation, which is so bizarre to me. Yeah, it is. It's like nobody's actually watching. I mean, are they watching it as it's getting animated? Is that what they had at the beginning? It's so no. weird. No. No, uh, no those don't fit in animated shows.
0: So, the, like I said, DePatty Freeling sold this to Marvel. Marvel kept some of the people. So we have Gary Shinnequai, who was with uh, Warner Brothers, then DePatty Freeling. And then uh, Nelson Shin, who everybody knows from the Transformers movie. Uh, he was also one of the main guys on this. Um, voice work. Uh, of course, you can't have a cartoon episode of this go by without Frank Walker. <laughs> always got to have Frank Walker. Uh, we also have Peter Cullen, Transformer uh, Supreme himself, Optimus Prime, uh, showing up. Ronnie Shell. Wait a minute, I know this name. Ronnie Shell. Till all are one. <laughs> okay, Ronnie Shell. <laughs> um, if you know Ronnie Shell, he was one of these guys that always showed up like on Bewitched um, and and uh, Andy Griffith and stuff like that. If you saw his face, you're like, yeah, I know that guy. I think the last thing I saw him in was The Man with Two Brains. where he uh, I'm pretty sure he's The Man with Two Brains, but just one of those guys you recognize all the time. But this isn't one of those productions that's filled to the gills with people you recognize. And I think that's also a thing that probably hurts it a little bit with reviving. Also, it's from MGM, and MGM was not known for doing cartoons at this time, and their catalog is all over the place. I think technically Warner Brothers owns it.
1: Oh, wow, right? Really?
0: Yeah, it's, it's strange. Well, because what happened was Ted Turner bought... MGM in the mid-80s. And I believe he owned everything pre-1987 from MGM. And so everything got absorbed over there. And then everything from United Artists, like the James Bond movies and Pink Panther, whatever, that that stayed somehow with MGM. MGM's weird because when they sold off the company, the guy who bankrolled it didn't know that what he was buying was an empty shell. It wasn't until afterwards when he looked at the, the what MGM's holdings were, and he looked at this guy, I think his name is Perelti or something like that, and he said, what the fuck is this shit? And put they put him in jail. They took the studio away from him, and then they said, okay, who are all the studios we have loans out to? Who has fallen behind in their payments? All of them? Okay, shut everybody down, take their catalogs, and absorb them into our own. So that's why they have weird stuff like uh, the Canon Pictures and Orion, American Entertainment, and uh, Abco Embassy and stuff like that. So many little companies they they brought onto their own, but they lost everything they produced basically before that. It's so strange.
1: Oh God, yeah, no, I mean it's like um, pretty much like all of the liability like falls on them due to the fact they're guilt by guilt by association. Yeah, I mean they the they
0: don't even own Tom and Jerry, which is. You know, for years, there's a Lion Roar, and that's MGM, and that goes with Tom and Jerry. Oh, guess what? No, it doesn't. <laughs> it's not owned by you anymore.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. And, that, and MGM, I think, went bankrupt like three or four times because they had no catalog to work with, and they had no money, and everything they did basically bombed. So that's why RoboCop is uh, <laughs> licensed out to 30 different companies.
1: Damn it. Yeah. Ugh. Do you think we're ever going to get that new RoboCop movie? Nope. No long? Oh. No. And
0: I hate the fact that they wasted so much of his time. What was the guy's name? The guy who did did uh, District 9? I can't remember his name.
1: Neil Blomkamp?
0: Yeah. And they fucked around with him on Aliens as well.
1: Like, he was attached oh, to God, Aliens. They fucked and screwed him over. Yeah. I mean, it was cool to see Ridley Scott come back, but it's like, damn, man. What the yeah. hell? I thought he was going to be directing it.
0: Yeah, they should have moved on. Millie Doo is an animated movie. Um, our second cartoon is also from MGM, another lost one. Uh, it was the first non-Tom and Jerry cartoon in decades by MGM, and uh, this one I enjoy way more. And I remember this being promoted heavily, and it also bombed after one season. This is a really weird one where we have like these sentient talking pandas that get into
1: adventures with these humans,
0: and no one really yeah. seems to bat much of an eye. <laughs>
1: I know, and then all of a sudden they form into one giant panda. Like this, I mean, it's not grotesque, but it is weird looking. How the fuck always...
0: did I miss it? How the fuck did I miss something that insane?
1: What? Yeah, <laughs> pandemonium. That's, that's all it is. It's pandemonium, literally. Because the they pandemonium.
0: form a giant like in GoBots? Oh my god. No, 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 no. Let's, let's not talk about that. That's robotic stuff. I mean, we're talking about organisms. They became one giant panda as if it was the thing. It was an absorbing, yeah. they absorbed each other and became a giant beast. Oh my god, this is a horror movie, I didn't even notice this. <laughs> that's why you don't look at your phone exactly. while watching cartoons.
1: But, but it's the opposite, they bring joy and happiness. Sure, that's what they tell you in the, the thing lines. too.
0: We'll make you happy again, we'll strip you of all fear and emotions. It's like,
1: but I wouldn't be who I am without my fear and emotions. <laughs>
0: um, so this one is yeah. interesting because it was cancelled after one season, but it, it completed its story, which is so rare in cartoons.
1: Oh, God, yes. At least they were able to complete its story. I
0: Pirates mean, of Dark like Water. That. anybody?
1: Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I love that so... Oh, no. um,
0: this is another one filled with guys I don't recognize, except one, Rick Dees. You might be too young for this. Do you know who Rick Dees is?
1: No, but I have plenty of jokes with his name.
0: <laughs> the um, So Casey Kasem was the big dog in uh, Top 40 Radio. Well, yes. in the late 70s, all of a sudden, this guy out of nowhere, Rick Dees, has a huge hit called Disco Duck, which is a parody song. And um, everybody knows who he is. And then his Top 40 Countdown became, like, the rival. So one station will be carrying, um, you know, the, the one. Uh, that's funny. Both of them did animated voice work. That's so strange. <laughs> huh. Yeah.
1: Though I mean, Casey hey, Kasem much better known for it. Oh, yes, of course. And, again, Casey Kasem was like, you know, an American icon, like, when it, it comes to radio and, you know, voice work and personality. Um.
0: Yeah, well, was his show got taken over by that douchebag uh,
1: from American Idol.
0: What the fuck Ryan is Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. Ryan Seacrest, who I actually met once, and I just remembered this. I just remembered the other morning when I was just laying in bed, and I was like, oh, right, he was at my chiropractic office. He was in the lobby, and I walked by him, and I didn't really say anything, because I was like, yeah, it's fucking him.
1: Ugh. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, dude, oh, God, that guy's working all over the place in Hollywood.
0: Yeah, he's wearing his tough motorcycle jacket, acting like a badass, walking to the doctor's office. I don't have an appointment, but I'd like to just come on in.
1: Fuck you! I'm like, well, he wears a motorcycle jacket now. I thought he always wore blazers. <laughs>
0: um, I didn't realize he did the te- the the theme song to Meatballs, the movie. Getting ready for the summer. Da, 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 da. Oh
1: wow. <laughs> Wow, dang, I'll
0: have to look into that. Um, Rick Dees actually had his own talk show for a while, too. They tried to compete with, uh, oh, damn, it was on for like one season when they tried to. Well, no, no, it's when um, uh, Johnny Carson was getting older, and they thought, oh, I can smell the blood in the water. So this is like late 80s, early 90s when everybody decided they had to give him competition. Uh, And Mm. I remember Pat Sajak was one of them, Alan Thicke was one of them, and Rick Dees was another that failed. The only person that succeeded against him was Arsenio Hall.
1: Oh Arsenio oh god yeah. Well I mean it's Arsenio Hall, man.
0: Yeah. The only he's guy so to
1: good. walk away when he easily could have gone for like ten more seasons. Oh yeah, no, he did. Oh no, and it's good to see Arsenio Hall do some stand up and he's coming back for coming to America too.
0: Yes. Um yeah, that's the only name I recognize in Pandemonium. I, the horror show of what you said to me though. I'm gonna rewatch this. The nice part is he met his wife on this show. As far as I know, oh, no. uh Julie McWitter Werder, who did a bunch of voice work. Has been married to Rick Dees. Oh no, they've been married since '77. She's from Indianapolis. Wow, I'm from not that far away, DePaul University. Wow. Hmm. Sorpresa, sorpresa.
1: That's Spanish. that's surpri- uh, surprise in Spanish.
0: Um. So our next cartoon, I guess, there's not much to say about those two. Um, in Humanoids. Now, this, like I said, this is the one that everybody remembers. Um, I'm trying to remember the block that it was like it was a Sunday morning block. Which was unusual because cartoons usually didn't air on Sundays. I know you're so privileged now that cartoons air 24 hours a day, um, you know, on a lot of stations. You can just go on Netflix and get animated cartoons at all times. Guess what? When we were kids, we didn't have this shit unless you taped it. Fucking yeah, bullshit. Exactly. You only got cartoons in like small blocks, and that was it. Oh, it's <laughs> Saturday, it's noon, no more cartoons. Get outside, <laughs> you lazy turd. Um, it was called Super Sunday. That's what it was. Super Sunday was an hour-long block, I believe. Maybe two hours. Um, it was robotics, which we discussed a couple of years ago, uh, Gem in the Holograms, Bigfoot and the Muscle Machines, and in Humanoids. And if I remember correctly, it was just popular enough where they collected up the episodes into a movie. And uh, that's... So I got you to watch it. Did you watch the whole thing, or did you just watch the very beginning?
1: Um, I did watch the very beginning. I didn't get to watch all of it, but... Um... And that was the only one. Believe me, when I say that was the only one. But again, it did start off pretty cool, though. I was like, huh. Well, I feel like I had seen this before when I was a little kid. But like, I think. Maybe on a rerun. What I think is funny is that it's
0: set not too far away from where you live. It's San Francisco and Big Sur, which a lot of cartoons don't even oh, bother to sure. say where they're set.
1: Yeah, no, that's awesome. Damn. But yeah, no, I thought this one definitely held up, and it had like you know better quality animation.
0: Yeah. For sure. Um, well, they, I think this is when Marvel plus. really started going overseas with their. Like they knew they only had so much money. If you want better animation, at this time you basically had to
1: go overseas. Oh yeah, no, and overseas is still killing it, mind you, especially in like Japan. Yeah. Like Korea's getting up there. So yeah, it's going. Like I said, it's going pretty well. They've done so, so much good work.
0: This one's loaded to the gills with guys that are in all these action cartoons at the time: Charlie Adler, Michael Bell. Ron Feinberg, Dick Gautier, uh, who also sang uh, Someone That I
1: Used to Know. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he also, yeah, like you said, uh, Christopher Collins and uh, Neil Ross, Charlie Adler. Of course, he's in there, too. I didn't yeah, know this.
0: Uh, Dick Gautier um, took over for the voice of Rodimus Prime from Judd Nelson.
1: Oh, well, he did. His voice did sound different in uh, that special when Optimus Prime was revived, and Rod- And then there's that whole big, like you know, red virus infection where all the Transformers go evil and crazy.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. That kind of reminds me cool. of the episode of Smurfs where they go around. Do uh, you ever seen the one where they bite each other on the butt and go "gnap, gnap, gnap"? <laughs> no. Okay, so no one remembers this. There's a zombie episode of Smurfs. Um, So there's this weird, uh, very, very rare bug that uh, bites you, and if it bites you, you turn purple, and you go insane with rage, and you bite the other Smurfs, and I shit you not on the fucking tail, which I like to just say, they bite them on the butt, and within seconds, (laughs) within seconds, the rage virus takes over, and the entire village is just Rage Virus and, uh, and, and Papa Smurf and like three or four other Smurfs desperately trying to get a cure and fight back. It is terrifying. Me and Mindy, when we were kids, we used to run around the lawn just going, canap, 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 and like, I'm, I'm going to bite you in the butt, canap, canap, canap. <laughs> yeah, no one remembers that episode, but that that and the Transformers episode, they're very similar because, yeah, it turns into like this like infectious kind of thing where it makes them go
1: insane. Ow, something bit me. <laughs> That's exactly what one of them
0: says too. That's hilarious. <laughs> hi, right. hi, Brainy, something bit <laughs> me. My voice is yeah, my oh. voice is so shot. I'm sorry. I just did an episode before this. It took an hour. <clears throat> Let me get some lemon juice. La <laughs> <Uh-oh. Yeah, there's laughs> Clear um,
1: Okay, but yeah, <clears throat> uh, with the humanoids, yeah, I mean. Again, there was, like, different variety in Heroes. Like you said, great voice casting. And again, as I said, the production value is definitely higher. And as you put it, they definitely seemed like they were getting it together, but, of course, having to do it overseas.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's also one of the very first cartoons instead of – I mean, yes, it has action. It has loads of action. But I think its focus was more like the way Captain Planet was. It was more about the environment and the, you know and, and stuff going on ecologically. Right. And, and that was, I think, a few steps ahead of what they were doing in a lot of cartoons.
1: Yeah, of course. No, for sure,
0: definitely. I wonder why it didn't hit. I think the reason it probably didn't hit is because it's part of this block where I don't think the rest of the cartoons. Well, no, Gem. Gem was a phenomenon after this. So it's oh, kind of God. it's kind of strange that humanoids didn't. I, I'm pretty sure this was also a Marvel comic. Uh, I yeah. feel like I read that from Star. <clears throat> well, I really am getting a scratchy voice. That's right. Smoke too much, kids. 14 packs a day. I don't even. I I shove them in my butt. I, I absorb them like a, uh,
1: uh, a suppository. Yeah, no, and it cleans up your mouth. Well, wow, there's
0: enough fiber All in the there with.
1: Filters. Nicotine blast! <laughs> Colon blow! <laughs> now with nicotine! <laughs> but I will say this the legacy of inhumanoids uh, definitely goes on through Captain Planet and Toxic Crusader.
0: Yes, definitely. I was thinking of that too. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I was looking up Charlie Adler. And, um, I forgot, one of the voices that he does pisses me off so fucking bad. Oh my god, you're seeing Cow and Chicken and I Am Weasel? Yes. Oh, Mm. is it the one where
1: he's cow? Yes. God damn. I know. That's the one that gets to you. Like that annoying, like, nasally old woman kind of voice. I'm like, oh,
0: Charlie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Chicken, come on, mother chicken, let's go. I, I'm gonna come to <laughs> yeah. the phone right now and just hurt you based on this. Um, my oh. fa- my favorite thing about Michael Bell um, is that uh, Peter Chris was so drunk while they filmed uh, uh, what is it called uh, uh, Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park that he had to overdub Peter Chris because even when he was sober, Peter Chris was a fucking terrible actor. Peter Chris. And uh, Ace Freely were so terrible, and the production is so incompetent that at one point, Ace Freely, who is, I believe, uh, mixed Asian and Caucasian, um, was replaced by an African American. And it's very obvious. Oh, wow. Even under that makeup. Uh, if you have not seen, have you seen Kiss Meets the Fan of the Park? No, but I'm going to have to. Go. Mega level incompetence with some of the best fucking music you've ever heard.
1: Oh, I don't doubt it. I mean, <laughs> if it's Kiss, it's going to be some awesome fucking... Movie. But anyway, um... <laughs> Why haven't they made a Kiss cartoon? Kiss Adventures? My, I have no idea. I mean, family, I know when Family Guy did that little parody, Hey, my favorite, it's my copy of Kiss Safe Sh- 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 Shanna. And, and it was actually Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley, which is awesome. Hmm.
0: Okay, but, so um, I knew they made a line of toys, but I didn't realize that they were popular enough to do a second line, and then they changed their mind to last minute and then dumped it.
1: Now, Michael Bell, he sounds awfully familiar. Was he the one who did the voice of Raziel in the Legacy of Cain uh, Soul Reaver video
0: game? I'm, just, I'm guessing you already know this answer. Are you fucking I'm with me? I'm hoping him? it's yes. Oh, well, let me look, because uh, I don't even know what that is. Legacy of Cain?
1: Yeah. Mm. Oh, no, it's a, Oh God, it's a game franchise that needs to come back. It, he is him. It is him.
0: Oh, there it is. Okay, video game voice. I kept looking through this.
1: Uh, Raziel, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, Dude, yeah okay, I got gotcha. you. to that character. He gives life to all his characters, man. Hold oh. on a second.
0: He is in Chud 2, Bud the Chud. <laughs> I always wanted him to make a Chud 3 where it's uh, Chud the Bud, where it's a zombie, uh, but you get you turn to a zombie because you smoke some infected weed. <laughs> wow. Chud the Bud, man. <laughs> oh, this
1: weed is killer. It is, literally. <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah, no, uh, Oh, wait, what else was he on in live
0: action? Was he on? I'm trying to think. Live, I see. He looks familiar, but I'm not sure what. I just watched The High Cost of Living, uh, How to Beat the High Cost of Living, but I don't recognize him. But, of course, most people know him as just, like, one of those uh, do-it-all kind of guys. That's what I kind of like about old voice actors because it would be one cartoon and they would do, like, six voices in it. Did a bunch of G.I. Joes known for doing Duke. um, uh, uh, Grouchy Smurf lazy smurf uh handy smurf handy smurf um and of course like twelve thousand transformers and most of them i don't remember i don't remember brainstorm i don't remember Swo- uh gort gort swoop okay i remember swoop first aid i don't remember that one at all prowl course. Mm-hmm. everybody prowl's pretty rad Damn. do you to... recognize him for some of his live action stuff because i do not
1: i oh, don't know he looks like he was in a oh gosh I'm going to say, could it be someone from M.A.S.H., maybe?
0: Yeah, uh,
1: it might have been, been an episode or two. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. 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 Mm. No, it sir, it I don't it. like it. <laughs> oh, I love it! <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, uh, he does look awful familiar, so, he, I don't know, he might have been in an episode of M.A.S.H. somewhere. Anyway, but, again, yeah, like I said, this one definitely had the... Uh, again, in Humanoids, I would probably definitely give another go. I'm pretty sure yeah. they
0: turned it into a mini comic series. Um, yeah, I just looked it up. It was it was a Star comic, which I looked oh, at the cover right. and I was like, yeah, I had that. Um, there's a lot of these. There's one. I'm gonna look this up later, but there's one that I was a huge fan of it was called Sectars, and the comic book was really rad. But I don't remember if that ever got turned into a cartoon. I gotta look that up. We'll do that in a future episode. Um, okay, so Bigfoot and the Muscle Machines is our next cartoon. And I had no hope for this one, and um, I understand why it got canceled. It goes on for fucking ever, and ever, and ever, and I'm not even sure it was... I think it was a movie that was just sliced up, because it felt like I was just...
1: God damn, just in this thing already. Pretty much, yeah, no, I felt like it dragged on way too long, even for only like the 22 minutes I watched of it. I mean. And it, it really, I mean, it was. I guess it was trying to make monster trucks look cool, but, you know... Not really. Well, here's the thing that they
0: skip, and as far as I know, oh, okay, Sectars was a five-episode miniseries by Ruby Spears. Ooh, our Ruby Spears episode soon. Um, By the way, did you notice I took a uh, poll on which episodes we should finish the series with and what Mm -hmm. got the most votes? Ruby Spears? No, I didn't even offer that one because I knew we were going to do that already. Every single person wanted Yogi Bear, uh, the 70s Peanuts movies, which there's four of, And uh, the whole space ones with um, Invader Zim, uh, Duck Dodgers, and Tripping the Rift. So those are the three that got the most votes.
1: Hmm. Well, I was going to say, we did discuss Yogi Bear
0: before, I'm sure. No, we didn't. We held off. We were going to do a whole episode about Yogi Bear because he's had so many different iterations in the movies and the live-action movie. Mm. You count that as a Mm live-action movie. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: yeah I, I assume yeah what well, also looked like a college project that wasn't finished um, so Bigfoot and the Muscle Machines did have something I do absolutely adore it has the voice of Lance Legault who I don't particularly know for doing voice work I know him as the opening narrator on so many great shows as a kid he was a country singer who ended up catching on in the 80s because Glenn Larson loved him so much, and Stephen Jay Connell also said, he's fucking rad, I love his voice. So, he does the opening commentary for Knight Rider, Airwolf, and there's something else he does it on too, some of the show at that time. But if, do you know which voice I'm talking about where he narrates what happens in, um, what was I thinking right, like of? In, in Airwolf, where he describes what happens. But I, I feel like he was also the voice... He was a voice in Heavy Metal as well. I could be wrong about that.
1: Yeah, I'll have to look into it. It does sound familiar. Maybe he was a taxi cab driver.
0: And he is in uh, three seasons of The A-Team. Well, this is Carl Deckard, and this is Agent Ford, and we're here after
1: The A-Team. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, I'll have to look into it. Yeah, just yeah, look at yeah, look him
0: up right that now. Lance Legal, you'll see his face. You'll know it. Do it. I'll force you. I'll come through that phone, and I'll make you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: uh, I also know him. Um, he was in a TV show that lasted for a year and a half called werewolf, which was on right before 21 Jump Street where he was a bounty hunter uh, trying to catch the guy who got turned into a werewolf. Oh
1: okay and he doesn't turn into
0: a werewolf. What, he, what the main hero got bit by his best friend and got turned into a werewolf and he goes on the run and it starts off so strong. The werewolf movie they pitched is amazing. The series that came after the movie sucked. Man. Yeah, it's a half hour long, which is weird for a drama, especially a horror drama. And nothing oh, yeah. nothing ever happens till the last five minutes where he always turns into a werewolf. And then after it's done, he gets he gets away, just narrowly gets away, and is on the run just like every episode of Incredible Hulk. It is the Incredible Hulk with the werewolf. That's it. And less budget.
1: Right. Uh, but the Incredible Hulk was a good TV show, wasn't it?
0: Mm, mm, I, okay. okay, so you know how I have that one show, <clears throat> there's a show I do called Next Planet Over where we discuss sci-fi shows of our youth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been watching Incredible Hawk lately. Fuck, it's so, yeah, no money. There's no money. Bill Bixby's fantastic. I'm bored out of my mind, and I watched the reunion movie where they introduced Thor, and I was like, oh, oh they okay. fucked this
1: up real bad. <laughs> I said, well, someone who worked on that had to relax and go take a bubble bite.
0: Thor is a fucking moron who only wants mead, who constantly demands mead, and if he doesn't get mead, he destroys things and causes all sorts of accidents, and he makes the Hulk very angry. You wouldn't like him when he's angry. The
1: this I like is another
0: I also tried to watch out uh, six million dollar man i was like god there's no money in sci-fi back then whereas you know sci-fi shows now i feel like every episode is a movie like oh this is really? a five million dollar movie
1: yeah the production value has definitely gone up for sci-fi shows <sighs> especially when they really care about you know getting lost and making you feel like you're in another world yeah this place actually exists but yeah
0: um For what we're talking about yeah, sorry yeah uh,
1: uh bigfoot um, like the muscle machine
0: Um, I completely forgot. So I didn't finish it. I got three quarters of the way through, and I just got distracted. I never made my way back. But the big thing about the toy, the toy was a phenomenon around 85, 86, because it was an RC car. Well, sort of it was an RC car. I think it was like one of those battery-operated ones where you just push the button. I can't remember exactly. Um, But it had claws that would come out, and then it would climb rocks and climb through big hills and stuff like that. And then as far as I know, they never showed it in the cartoon.
1: Yeah, no, of course, yeah, well, when they develop, like, an animated series based off a of toy line, sometimes they will miss the best features, except when it comes to the Masters of the Universe.
0: Oh, yes. Well, a lot of cartoons, I always thought it was funny when you look at the Transformers toys and you look at the cartoon going, oh, wait, what happened here? They, they don't look anything alike, which is probably for the best because those toys are kind of shitty looking.
1: <laughs> oh, back then?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Muscle, A but Big part of Muscle Machines. I want to look at this cartoon. card. No, 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 commercial. Okay. I'm just curious. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll throw in a clip here, but I'm almost certain that that was the toy that had the big yellow feet that would come out and it would climb rocks. Oh, God, I put in Bigfoot commercial and gave me all those uh, Jack Links commercials oh, oh for Bigfoot. Oh, so <laughs>
1: Yeah, again, I, I mean, I, it was a bit of a struggle to get through the first episode, and I mean, like, yeah, there's diversity in the cast, and each one has their own special style of, like, you know, monster truck, but it's like, my God, they're just, like, not that appealing in an animated TV series. I mean, if people want to see monster trucks, they actually go out to the little corrals and all the little stadiums where they host these events. But in a little kid's cartoon, it just doesn't really pull you in. It drags on. It's like, what the hell else are they going to talk about?
0: <laughs> all right, here's a commercial. I'm going to play it real quick and see what happens. I'm wrong. I don't know what cart- what toy that is. It's not that, though, and that's interesting. So I don't know what the hell I'm thinking about. There, If anybody knows what that toy was, it was like a monster truck, and it had these big yellow claws that would come out and help you climb things. Tell me, because that was a fascinating thing from my childhood. Uh, of course, we were too poor and I couldn't afford it. But, um, hey, I distracted you too much. But that was a commercial break without being a commercial break. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, again, uh, I don't know. That does sound like an awesome uh, toy for sure. But yeah. again, Bigfoot just doesn't
0: appeal to me. And I'm, like, yeah, yeah, really yeah. There's, a, there's a reason why it was so short lived. Um, so Liz- Little Wizards is one that I wanted to show you. Because what I saw was it was a really interesting concept and amazing animation, but it was all in a different language, and I had no idea exactly what was going on. But it looked cool. Damn. Yeah, so our final cartoon is Rude Dog and the Dweebs. And holy fucking crap on a cracker. Um, what? What the fuck? What the fuck was this thing? I even remember this exactly. when I was a kid. I even had shirts with Rude Dog. I can't remember if Rude Dog was a, a shirt, uh, you know, like a clothing line first, or a cartoon first, and that's what I got the shirt from. And by then I was like 12, and I shouldn't have been wearing it. I think I was too old.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, regard. I watched this, and I'm like. Okay, what's this supposed to be about? I feel like I'm watching Moonwalker. Like, what's the plot? They're just these dogs, like committing all sorts of shenanigans. Yeah. Well, it shenanigans feels like it feels way. like Heathcliff, but with a dog. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Shit. Yeah. I keep, like, I forgot about that. I've been working too much.
0: Yeah, you have. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, it was because the whole fire thing, right? You had to shut down, and there's no power
1: because of it, so you had to work extra hours. Oh yeah, but the thing is, like, the fire wasn't. But I mean. The fire wasn't in art, like, in the town where it was happening. P.G. was just shutting off just because of the high winds.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so I looked it up here. It Okay, so this is around the time. If you, you might be too young for this, but there was a character, I think it was for Budweiser, called Spuds McKenzie. This ugly as shit. I ugly as shit dog that was <laughs> used to promote beer. And they were like, he's such a sex symbol. I'm like, shit, that's weird. Dogs with, like, those heavy pink noses. Just, I don't know, something off-putting about them. look like giant rats. But um, that look was really popular, so uh, Sun Sportswear designed a clothing and surf line, or sorry, surfing and skateboard clothing line around Rude Dog, and this was in 86, so that's right when Spuds McKenzie was like a phenomenon, and uh, then it became a cartoon, so what a strange thing to become a phenomenon, a clothing line becomes a line of, I a cartoon series, and it's ugly yeah. as shit. It's one of the worst cartoon designs I've ever seen. You know what it reminded me of is that uh, Little Shop of Horrors cartoon we did a few years ago. It looks like that, where it just looks like someone vomited on the screen. It just looks it, incoherent garbage.
1: It was. It was incoherent. Like, the art style was weird and armbunctious. Almost Picasso, but, like, not in a good Picasso kind of way. And But it did have some good voice acting. You, know, you had Robert Paulson. You also had Charlie Adler coming in. You know, some wacky... Yeah, this finale. is this is an part.
0: all-star team. Um, Rob Paulson, I saw that he recovered from his cancer, but his tongue, I think he lost part of his tongue, so he had to rehabilitate himself if he wants to do, I think he's still doing voice work, but that's a real damn shame. Everybody knows him from, of course, Animaniacs. Hello! Nice!
1: Nice. <coughs> I almost <laughs> lost my voice, yeah, and, yeah.
0: and, t- and Ninja Turtle, so like that, he's like one of the big guys. And, oh, whoa, whoa. Well, I really am losing my voice. <coughs> All, what got, like well, Troop. I can't do it. I can't do. I can't do uh, pinking the brain. Hey, what are we gonna do today, Brian? What we gotta do tonight, Brian? Zonk. <laughs> and uh, mask. That's another. That's another thing we've put off forever. Is the whole uh, cartoons based off of Jim Carrey movies. I want to
1: do that one too. Oh yeah, he did that, and he was a uh, uh, PJ in Goof Troop. He was also in Jimmy Neutron. He was Carl, yeah. uh, who was Jimmy's best friend. I'm looking at uh, up. I want to see if
0: he's Carl back to work. I really hope he is.
1: Yeah, I see him like do his like little uh, little online show where he like has uh, other voice actors join him and they recite they quote uh, films like, and scenes like from The Godfather and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But as like characters they've done, like you know he was doing uh, The Godfather with the the voice actor who plays Goofy and they were reciting re- that. Opening
0: scene. The uh, uh, so he is back to work and he's doing his podcast called Talking yeah. Tunes, which uh, he he discusses. Well, it first starts off with like a couple dozen episodes of just his experience in animation, and then he brings in guests that he's worked with and they talk about you know working together and other shows that they've done. It's a really great podcast. Um, Dave <laughs> Dave Coulier, I think this is the last cartoon that he did before he really got absorbed into Full House. Um, right. I still can't believe. You Ought to Know is about Dave Coulier. That's so strange. Uh-huh. And that Alanis that blew him in a movie theater. Dave Coulier, the quintessential, boring, straight-laced family comedian who's going to be here in like a couple weeks, and I couldn't give less of a shit if I tried. Yeah.
1: Oh, God damn.
0: Yeah. Ugh, weird. Thought? I know. Uh, we got Frank Walker again. Uh, take yeah. a shot, everybody. Take a shot. <laughs> <coughs> Uh, we got
1: okay,
0: Peter Cullen and um, I don't I don't know who this was. Mendy Segal did the Jack Nicholson impersonation, and I wanted to fucking kill that. Oh my god, I hate that voice. Hey, I'm Jack Nicholson. Every time someone does this voice, I think of like really shitty '80s uh, sitcom or not sitcom. You know, like a, a stand-up. Um, where there's only like four impersonations, everybody did. It's like the way everybody does Christopher Walken now. Oof.
1: Oh gosh, yeah. Oh no. Um, I
0: mean, oh, I, we do, no. we both do Christopher Walken, but I'm not going out there trying to get you to pay to make me do Christopher Walken. <laughs> if you oh, want to pay me, though, I will do Christopher Walken.
1: <laughs> I mean, I mean, if anybody, I mean, I'll just pop... whatever voice just comes to my head or whatever interpretation. Yeah. <laughs> will come into mind. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I'm, I... I'm
0: poor. I'll take money for it, but. Um, what uh, Jim Cummings, of course, from Darkwing Duck, he does yeah. one of my favorite uh, kind of forgotten voices was Ed Wynn, who um, also a voice actor himself, was in a bunch of Disney movies, but everybody knows him as um, <clears throat> the uh, what is it, the Island of Misfit Toys, where he's the uh, oh god, what is it? Not the Jack in the Box. What what was his character? He he get, he guides him around the town or whatever. Um, I gotta hear it again. But, you know, he's like, I'm the Steve in the Box instead of a Jack in the Box. That's why nobody loves me. And I just want to go, um, did, did, There's so there's nothing wrong with you? It's just your name is that? And he goes, yes. Um, and, I, and I just want to go, you know, you can just call yourself Jack in the Box. What? Are you <laughs> telling me I can just change my voice? My whole life is a lie. I've been on this <laughs> island with all these losers. I've wasted my years
1: of youth. <laughs> oh, shit. I'll have to look into
0: that. <laughs> oh, God. I wanted to be a dentist. And then Hermes is like, hold on a second. <laughs> really? You too?
1: <laughs> and it's a <laughs> match made in, in, in heaven. Coming, Jack in the Box. I thought you YouTube that when I get the chance. <laughs> Damn. What? But yeah. This show, I, I not I was like, just like sitting there going through it, and I'm like, eh. I mean, it's still better than fucking Bigfoot,
0: but. Yeah, oh, uh, I don't know, dude, I don't know, at least, uh, at least shit happens in, in Bigfoot. I mean, there's a lot of action, it just goes on forever. You know what's annoying about Bigfoot is that it clearly saw, well, G.I. Joe and Mask and all this, we, they all have these, they have these stupid bad guys that seem like there's no reason. It, I don't know, It just like, oh, we're an evil corporation, we're trying to, why? Why are you doing this? That's stupid. By the way, I should say Alan Tudyk does his voice, um, an Edwin voice in Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, Excuse
1: me. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I noticed that when he's Turbo. Oh my God, you're right.
0: <clears throat> I really wish I could get this right. I want to look this up. I I need to know what the name of the voice. He was also the Mad Hatter, by the way. Edwin is not in this cartoon, by the way. But Edwin is a much better performer uh, <laughs> than uh, he gets credit for. <clears throat>
1: yeah. Okay, I'll have to look up that Jack in the Box uh, thing later. But, yeah, you're right. Oh, God, Alan Tudyk does – oh, yeah, when he's King Candy in the candy game uh, of Wreck-It-Ralph. Shit. Rudolph, red
0: oh, wow. Did we ever and do
1: Rudolph? We, 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 we did those, right? I'm pretty sure we did some holiday shit. There was a lot of holiday shit. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, oh, God, and Alan Tudyk, that's another guy who's, like, all over the place and, like, is well, phenomenal. Doom Patrol.
0: Holy shit, Doom Patrol. Or, oh my god,
1: yes, yes. Doom Patrol. Um, hell, even all the little background voices he does for Disney. Uh, god, he was Yago in the live-action in Aladdin. And he was. Yeah.
0: Pretty much. I gotta. I gotta yeah. get around to
1: watching that. I didn't. I gotta.
0: Now you sold me. <clears throat>
1: yeah, was in that, like, was hold on,
0: because <laughs> Gilbert wasn't available.
1: <laughs> yeah. I know. Surprisingly, right? <laughs> Last time but I yeah, checked, anyway. you'd
0: probably get him for a buck fifty.
1: Well, I don't know. But yeah, like I said, Alan really definitely deserves a lot of credit. He's like one of those versatile voice actors.
0: You're fucking uh, kidding me. He's.
1: Well,
0: no, Edwin is not in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. He's... What the fuck? Well, then Alfie Scop, who did Charlie in the Box, stole his voice. He yeah. flat out just stole his voice. What an asshole. Alfie Scop. I've never heard of you, Alfie Scop, and you should go off and just become uh, I can't believe that he basically just did an Edwin voice I don't know who you are but I have a unique set of skills and I will find you and I will kill you <laughs> Wow I didn't know that there was a King Kong cartoon in the 60s he did a lot of voice what? work yeah he did a lot of Wizard of Oz you know how many you know how many animated versions of Wizard of Oz there are it's insane I, I'm actually just shocked. That's another one I would love to attempt. But, like I said, we are stopping this show in February. <clears throat> Unless you want to pay us. We will do another season if you want to pay us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're going to whore ourselves up. Just a minute.
0: Just no, just I'm, a, I'm, a I'm minute not minute. kidding. I, I am going to launch a Kickstarter. And um, I'll give you the list of episodes we'll do. And it'll be 10 bucks an episode. If you want us to do it, we'll be happy to do it. But I want to focus on the new project. But if you're willing to pay us... I'll fucking do it. Uh, I figured ten dollars an episode, um, and uh, every time we meet that level, we'll do an episode. And uh, the max is probably going to be one hundred twenty dollars. We'll do twelve episodes. It'll be years worth.
1: Mhm. And we'll have so much fun, 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 and material for y'all. To yeah.
0: To. I mean, really, it's not. It's not like we're getting rich off of it. We've been doing the show for free for six years now. And it cost me a shitload of money to load this up and time to edit it and stuff like that. I had to pay for the artwork.
1: Oh, my God.
0: It would be nice if you could do that for us. I mean, we would give you so much free
1: entertainment. Yeah, nah, I don't know the rest of the words of that Beach uh, Boys song, never mind.
0: What's the song? <laughs> what's, what's the song? Wouldn't it be nice? Nah, nah, nah. Well, no, those are the words. <laughs> if you listen closely, they go, <laughs> wouldn't it be nice if we could... That's why it's so famous.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or just make duck
0: noises. Let's just make duck noises from right now on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Someone step on a duck. <laughs> hey! hey. On a oh, oh I <sighs> Foot of the ball game,
0: you know? No, I think the song, it, wouldn't it be nice if we were older, then we wouldn't have to wait so long.
1: Okay, yeah, that is it. That's the first line. You're right.
0: You win. I, I always win. Hey, I oh, win, when you're win you're right. the game.
1: You win, you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right.
0: <laughs> you play a good game, boy, but the game is up. And so is this episode.
1: <laughs> Sadly.
0: All right, so next episode, um, here's the thing. In order for me to wrap up a lot of what I want to talk about on this show, I'm bringing in some uh, ringers, some guests. So um, Jake and Ryan have our plans, of course, but my sister's stepping in to do some of the cutesy, girly cartoons from the, uh, the 80s, and uh, my friend Ron is also coming in to do some of the cutesier cartoons, you know, with the talking animals and stuff like that, like Get Along Gang and Shirt Tales, uh, the raccoons. Um, Raccoons is kind of obscure. I don't really think it was released in America on a network. It's a Canadian cartoon that was on for like seven years. Um, And it's it's gorgeous animation.
1: Yeah, Um, it is. And I I used to watch it on HBO. Really? Okay, Uh, see, I
0: thought it was on HBO or Showtime. I couldn't remember. Um, But for you and I, um, it's your call. So do you want to do Invader Zim, Duck Dodgers, and Tripping the Rift? uh, The 70s Peanuts movies? Or the Yogi Bear special? Oof.
1: I'd probably have to go with the Yogi Bear special the fact that I can do a pretty good uh, you know, Yogi Bear impression
0: yeah plus it's going to be seasonal and you're not going to have a whole hell of a lot of time
1: mm-hmm.
0: time I had all the time in the world oh god oh. time where we're going we don't need time hey doc hey, I think me. maybe you had too many head injuries we need time we don't need roads I can't do a Michael J. Fox
1: damn it Michael we don't have time <laughs> <laughs> i just messed it up anyway, <laughs> take me away i don't mind but you better promise me i'll be back in time hey what is
0: it what is it in the heart of rock and roll um what's this fucking problem with the oboe it's like the oboe may be, uh, the oboe may be barely breathing i'm like you got an issue with oboes there huey were you denied access to an oboe when you tried out for band camp you were weren't you that's how it works with you. Oh, yep. Yeah. And oh, then, um, horrible. what is it? He uh he just randomly shouts out like Cleveland,
1: New York, harder rockin' roads to
0: beatin'.
1: That's Oh yeah, I mean, well Harlem we definitely should would get a shout out for
0: sure. Did uh did I tell you I saw Huey Lewis in the uh, concert like four or five years ago? No. Amazing, just absolutely amazing. It's sad that I, I think he has retired because he's lost some of his hearing. And he can't tell the difference between the highs and lows. Maybe he can get um, some sort of therapy for that and go back on the road because you can tell. He's like 67. He still fucking kicks ass and he loves it.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I doubt it. But I think that he might be – hopefully what he's doing right now is like getting into some kind of therapy in order to get his uh, hearing functional to the point where he can actually, you know, get the notes and everything.
0: Yeah. Um, And like I said, with Kickstarter, if you want to give us some money to do some more episodes – Uh, we're taking what you're giving cause we're working for a living alright yeah
1: sounds like fun let's do it
0: alright so that'll be our next episode of Yogi Bear Special and uh, check us out on Facebook under Back in Tunes that is our Facebook page and Jacob send us out
1: alright everybody have a good night namaste and good luck and be excellent to each other (laughs) we're just gonna keep adding
0: phrases four hours later and to the lucky person who won uh come and collect your prize and uh live long and prosper and and you're like just shut up michael and end the episode (laughs) and may the force be with you may the schwartz be with you